Welcome to the Lyft Bible Study Podcast with my mom, Melanie Leach. You might be wondering what Lyft stands for. Lyft, L-I-F-T, stands for Ladies in Fellowship Together. They are a group of regular women trying to live out their Christian faith walk day by day. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I am Melanie Leach, just like Nicholas, my son, so eloquently put it. Um, I just wanted to talk to you guys this week about Lent. Next week is the beginning of Lent. Next Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. And I know that some of you who are jumping in right now, you may be wondering, why in the world is Melanie talking about Lent? That's a Catholic thing. Well, I would challenge you and challenge that thinking because Lent is actually an ancient practice of the church that dates back to around the 400s before the church split. And it was a time to fast and pray. If you think about it, Lent is those 40 days before Easter. So it's a time of contemplation, a time of repentance, a call to repentance, a call to prayer. And a call to fasting. I, you know, I don't know about you, but I do look at um, some of the things going on these days. And, you know, we do. We live in a sinful world. When is the last time we, we repented? When is the last time we corporately repented? Thinking about those types of things. And in the past few years, those are some things I've been really considering. Some other practices not only Catholic, Episcopal, uh, Anglican, some of these other denominations actually do types of corporate repentance, praying for the nation together, asking God to forgive our nation. And time and time again, we see in the Bible, I just did a study in Nehemiah, where Nehemiah asks God's forgiveness for the sins of Israel. He didn't do those sins, but he's asking on behalf of his nation. And I think that is, you know, we do see things like that throughout the Bible. Moses praying on behalf of the people. Job praying on behalf of his friends. Jesus praying for us. So I think we do have biblical precedent of having that time of, of reflection. And quite frankly, it's kind of nice it's kind of nice to to take a pause and be sorry and lay those things at the feet of Jesus. This year, I want you, if you haven't thought about taking 40 days to observe Lent somehow, either through a type of fast or giving something up or through various acts, maybe you want to incorporate some things into your, your family, your household, Bible study together, prayer together, things like that. I want you to think that through. And and what I want to do today is kind of talk to you about some of my my favorite devotions that I've done, 40-day Lent devotions, to kind of help you out. Because I'm not going to just challenge you and not offer any solutions. So here's one thing. Jenny Allen, she has a new book out. It's called It's called Made for This, 40 Days of Living Out Your Purpose. So I ordered, I actually early ordered this on Amazon. However, I'm never doing that again because apparently my book got lost. I'm air quoting that. 
So now I got to reorder it. But anyway, that's my plan. I want to do made for this because I actually, I really like a lot of Jenny Allen's thinking on how to, and how we prayerfully plan out our goals and objectives. She has a yearly dream guide that's very similar to the Franklin Covey, how to set out your goals and objectives. And I, I used to use that and kind of overlay my Christian perspective on that. But Jenny Allen's method incorporates even more, which I actually like hers a lot. So I've been using that in my yearly assessments of my previous year. So that's what made me curious about her 40 days of living out your purpose. And so I'm going to do that. There's one. But my all-time top five 40-day Lent devotions are these right here. Number one, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. If you have not read this book, you absolutely must. It's a must read. It's so good. And it, it, it really lays out what is your purpose on, in this world? How can I figure that out? And he, it's short. All of these books that I'm going to suggest to you, these devotions aren't like, you're not going to be spending two hours. It's a short period of time, but each of these devotions, and especially including the Purpose Driven Life, it gives you things to think about throughout the day. Things that you want to incorporate into your life. So, okay, so I want you to remember that too. So, number one, Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I love that book. It's great. I would, I actually read that book, I think, for several years before I was like, God finally told me, you know what, you need to mix it up a little bit. So, anyway, okay, that's how much I love that book. Number two, and I, I love this book. I did this several... I'm actually thinking about doing this book again, but I'm, I want to do the Jenny Allen book. This is how much I love this second book, too. It's called Pilgrim Road, and this is actually by a Benedictine monk, Albert Holtz. It's a 40-day compilation of devotions and reflections based upon his travels around the world. It is so good, y'all. And, and, and again, it's super short, but he goes to these unique ancient holy places so he's going on a sabbatical this over the course of this year and he talks about these places and the spiritual significance of these places and what I found myself doing as I was going through his book was I would get my iPad out and I would look up where he is so that I can see what he was talking about and it just it brought it to life for me and this it also just inspired me as as we travel Will and Nicholas and I were in Rome a couple years ago in summer and just going to these ancient churches where people of faith back in the 1100s, back in the 700s, 600s, etc., they built these churches to honor God so that their families and that their community could worship God in these places. And thinking about that devotion, this book inspired me in that way just because I, I do love to travel and I love traveling to ancient holy places. Number three, She Reads Truth. They usually put out a fresh Lent plan every year. Last year they went through Exodus, which was pretty awesome because you guys know how much I love Exodus. Shameless plug for Passover for Christians. I will be challenging you all to incorporate Passover into your pre-Easter festivities this year, but we'll get to that later. 
So She Reads Truth. This year, they're going through the book of Job. You can order their book online. Their website is shereadstruth.com. It's always really good. And I believe they have an online study that you could follow along with as well. My fourth pick of a 40-day Lent devotion is 40 Days of Living the Jesus Creed by Scott McKnight. Okay, this was, I loved this book too. I loved it. I loved it. This guy, he takes 40 days to unpack the greatest commandment, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. And the second command is this, that we love others as ourselves. So he unpacks this verse over the course of 40 days. And it is, it's so good. It's so good. So I do, I recommend that. My last Lent book, 40-day Lent book I recommend is actually a few. Any uh, Lent for Everyone by N.T. Wright is amazing. He is uh, just an incredible thinker, an incredible theologian, and his words and insights are so rich. I've read Lent for Everyone Luke, Lent for Everyone Mark, and loved both of them. They are filled with wonderful insights. And, and now that I'm reading this, looking at this again, I, I want to do all these books again this Lent, but I know I can't do it. Those are my top five books for Lent. I hope you start thinking about and planning for it this year. I promise you will not regret it. Your spirit will not regret it. Your family will not regret it because you'll be a different person from the inside out. Next week, Tuesday, is Mardi Gras. So all my Louisiana peeps listening, enjoy your crawfish. Enjoy some fun, crazy times. Get the crazy out because then we have Ash Wednesday where we will pray and fast. And it's going to be awesome. If you are around in the neighborhood here, if the weather is beautiful, chances are we'll be having front yard fun. So come on over. We'll let the kids ride their bikes and... And we'll just hang out, probably order some pizza because I may not be cooking. But I, I think I will definitely have king cake. So we will kick off Ash Wednesday really good with a nice Mardi Gras bang. Another thing to think about on Ash Wednesday services, I may be going overboard with this, but I want to give you some options to think about and some things to think about. And you know what? Some of these things may not resonate with you at all. And that is okay. That's okay. But for those of you who it does resonate, I want, I'd love to just give you some tools that you can leverage. Most Episcopal, Anglican, Catholic churches have Ash Wednesday services. That's where they place the ashes on your heads, and it, it kicks off the beginning of Lent. And I got to tell you, for the past, I believe, this will be my fourth year going to an Ash Wednesday service Every service has been wonderful. You know, Will and Nicholas and I go and we, we just listen to the words to help kick things off. We read through the corporate prayer of repentance. And there's something about reading a prayer together in unison. And I know we're reading it and I didn't invent that prayer, but the words are words that I agree with. There's something about 
reading a prayer of repentance and asking for God's forgiveness corporately as a body of Christ. And if, if you really think about it, the church is right here in you. You are the temple of God. It's not a building. Uh, the places where we worship are meant to point us to Jesus. They are not God. When we corporately come together, we corporately seek the Lord, seek more of him in our lives, our hearts, and in our homes. At this time, these 40 days, we're seeking his guidance. Maybe there are some big decisions that that's hanging over your family that you need to pray about. And maybe if they're serious, you need to fast over them. And I would suggest that you do it. Lay it at the feet of Jesus with your tears, with your fasting, with your prayers. If there are any relationships that need reconciliation, lay that at the feet of Jesus. A lot of us were not as familiar with fasting. I know I wasn't several years ago whenever I started looking into Lent and, and thinking about it. But fasting is a true spiritual discipline. It's a thing. You know, the early church fasted a lot. They were going through some very serious persecution up until the 300s, you know, up until Constantine finally said, okay, I'm a Christian, so it's now legal. It was up until that time they were thrown into the lion's den. So when you're considering to fast or not to fast, here are some things that you want to think through. Is there something you want to prepare for? So I'm usually preparing for Passover for Christian events in local churches around here. And so a lot of times I'm praying for that. I'm praying for things in, in my husband's business, praying for God's hand of favor on that. I'm praying for my son. Is there anything you want is there anything that you need to change in your life and in your heart? Is there something out there that's happening that you need wisdom for? Is there something in your life like a habit, a grudge, fear? Are you terrified of something? What if this? Is there prejudice that you need to pray through? An addiction, an emotional barrier, any form of excess that keeps you from loving God with your, your whole heart, your soul, your mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. How might you address these over the next 40 days? Create a list as you think these through. God will bring these things to light. And it doesn't have to be like a list of 100 things. I have five things that I pray through. There's a quote uh, I put on my families. We're doing a family devotion through the book of James and we're talking about prejudice this morning um, and I say talking we're texting you know <laughs> but I put a quote on there Anne Lamott says this you can safely assume you've created God in your own image when it turns out that God hates all the same people you do wow You've created God in your own image when it turns out that God hates all the same people that you do. God loves the difficult people that we find maybe we can't love. That's where we need his help in loving those who creep us out, loving the weirdos, loving, loving those people who are unlovable. Maybe that's what he's calling you to do this Lent and think about. 
again, these are things to think about and and consider not to necessarily do every single one. I want whichever ones resonate for you, that's the one the spirit is nudging you toward. Is there a spiritual discipline you'd like to try? Act, you know, fast. Maybe only have water over the course of 40 days. You know, or only eat vegetables. A lot of people do a thing called the Daniel fast during Lent. And I think it's a vegetarian fast. I've never done it, so I don't know. But there's a thing called the Daniel fast. But there are different things that you can do, spiritual disciplines that that you can do. And when you're having cravings for that thing you gave up, instead of focusing on that food, focus on your prayers, your five your five things you're praying for, you lift that up to God during that time. You pray more. On Good Friday, one of the spiritual practices I do is I go over to the Christ Church in Plano. It's Anglican. And they do, uh, they gather a big group of people and split them off into several groups. And they do a time of uh, stations of the cross. And you go and, and you stop at a certain place and you read that scripture then you walk to the next area. Jesus is beaten. Or Jesus stands before Pilate. So it's all these, these monumental things that happened on that Good Friday. And remembering those things. And just walking through it and hearing it. And it, it, that is a spiritual practice that, that really speaks to my heart. You can also pray and read the New Testament in 40 days. I didn't put that on my 40-day thing. But you can do that. If you think about the cycle of your Christian faith, it's about death and resurrection. You know, we're dying to ourselves and we're resurrected to new life when we're born again. We die to old habits. Old habits die away and new life-giving habits are formed. Be like the little child with the, the fish and the loaves. Here's 5,000 people and he's like, well, you can take my, my lunch, Jesus. And what does Jesus do with it? He takes his lunch and it blows up to feed 5,000 with 12 baskets left over. Everybody had more than enough. So what are you afraid to give God that needs to be blown up? Pray about it. Today, my devotional was uh, in Mark chapter 9. It was that time whenever the disciples couldn't cast out a demon in this guy and the father of the boy asks Jesus if you can heal him and Jesus says if I can he says all things can be done for those who believe and the father says Lord I believe but help my unbelief and then Jesus heals the boy the disciples later ask Jesus why couldn't they cast that demon out and Jesus said, well, this type of demon could not be cast out by anything but prayer. How many times do we consider a situation and feel like it's hopeless? I already mentioned this. What about our nation, the world? Do we believe? It comes down, I think it does come down to that in this scripture. Do we really believe? My prayer is, Lord, help my unbelief. Let's pray for our communities. Let's pray for our hopeless situations that we're like, nothing good can happen out of this. But don't we know that with God, all things are possible, and that's true. 
we can pray for our cities. We can pray for our states. We can pray for our nation and the world. Lord, you can do it. And Lord, help my unbelief. Well, I went kind of long today, but, but that's all I have. At least this was on my heart. And I just pray that, that you are blessed by it. Think about Lent happening next week, next Wednesday, and how you might adjust to God this season. May the Lord remind us that he can do all things and that we can do all things through him. See you next time.